And welcome, everybody. Hello. It's the last weekend of 2019, isn't it, Doug? Oh, it's exciting, and it looks like we're going to actually get the sun to burn off this fog for a day. It does. It was pretty sunny all the way up, actually, Mm -hmm. from Lakewood. Probably make it real cold tonight. Yeah, probably would. I drove out there this morning. It was just packed in with fog, and then by about when I got to Puyallup over 512, it would just opened up. I didn't realize you came up that way. Yes, I do come up that way. Oh, my God. It seems like a lot, but it connects all the way up. I don't have to jump from from freeway to freeway to freeway. Yeah, I kind of like the way I come up. Well, yeah. You live in a different spot in Tacoma, though. So, Yeah. Yeah, I live close to 512. So from Lakewood. So anyway, (laughs) I digress. Uh Anyway, this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer. And with me is my fantastic co-host, Mr. Doug Johnston. And it's always fun to be here when I am. Yes, it is. Lately, it seems like I've missed a couple times. Well, you missed last week and you're going to miss next week, too. Yeah. He's got an audition for a movie. That's cool. Should be a fun time. It should be fun. I hope you get it. That'd be neat. Anyway. And so anyway, today on the show, we have our guest, which is Mr. Carl Anderson. He is a Bach Remedy specialist, and he's going to talk a little bit about what they do and basically about this time of year, which seems to be enveloping people in somewhat of a depression. I know that I had one about three days ago on Christmas Eve when my dog um, that I lived with for two, two and a half years, he passed away. And um, it was hard. I it's mean, amazing how many people pass away at this it, time. Well, true. I know it's, you know, it was only a dog. Well, you know, dogs. Family. Uh, they <laughs> They're family. Yeah, they are, but you know, we some we sometimes grow more attached to animals than we do people. So at least mm-hmm. I was kind of that way. And I had two Boston Terriers that I was very attached to, and don't that. talk about it anymore. It's making me seem strange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, but anyway, um, it's been kind of an interesting several days, but a little bit introspective. So anyway, okay, and then also we have for the celebrity of the week. We've got Ms. Judy Garland on today. I decided to do it because I've been watching movies all week with her in it. And I decided, mm-hmm. well, I wonder what she's like. And then I looked it up, and wow, she's interesting. So we're going to look at her a little bit. So anyway, um, we're going to be doing all that and our, all of our usual stuff. And then when we get back, we're going to take a break right now. When we get back, we'll do the Astro Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. And it's now time for Astro Celebrity of the Week. Okay, Ms. Judy Garland. 
and she was only 47 when she died, I believe. Very mm-hmm. young. And um, her birthday is June 10th, 1922. She was born, okay, wait a minute here, a couple months after my dad, actually, at 6 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And she has a son in the 12th house with Mercury and Pluto there. And Is the th- time confirmed? Yes, okay. it's confirmed. Yeah, I, I've found it on um, Astro Data Bank. By the way, if you're wondering where to find people's you know, astrology charts and you want the most accurate, you go there. Astro Data Bank, and that's part of astro.com. So anyway, uh, Lois Rodden was the woman who put all that together, and she was the researcher into getting the most correct time she could find, and she'd have a rating system too. And since this was rated double A, we know it's the highest quality. So, okay. yeah. So anyway, so she had sun in Gemini, uh, Cancer rising, and also Sagittarius moon, which I really find kind of interesting because, you know, the sun in the 12th, and that could sort of denote her potential addiction problems a little bit. But her moon in Sagittarius, she was funnier than heck. Do you ever watch her doing her live stuff? Yeah. Yeah, she was funny. She had a great sense of humor. Most sad moons do. Most afternoons? Oh, yeah, she had a... Sad moons. Sad moons are funny. They have a great sense of humor. Yep, they do. (coughs) So, yeah, and she had Mars and Sag. She also retrograde, which is interesting. I would have thought that might have been um, stationary, but it's not. This reminds me kind of uh, Clint Eastwood's chart in some respect, having Uranus in the... In the 10th. In the 10th, right at the midheaven. Right. Like he did. And yep. I believe he also had Saturn stationary. Yeah, I think he did too. You're and right. It reminds me of his chart when I see it. Yeah, it's, you know, Uranus in the 10th, right smack dab on that house cusp. And I'm, I mean, what was her influence? In as, far as, as far as I remember, I'm trying to think back, she was revered by, by the gay community. That didn't happen, though, till... After she died? No, no, no. It was in the 60s where that came about. Okay. Um, But I think that her ability to act to the length that she did, one degrees on the ascendant, Mm -hmm. Pluto. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty powerful. Oh, yeah. She was was constantly changing as to who she was and what she was about. Yep, yep. She was very soft and gentle in Wizard of Oz and, you know... Mm-hmm. I mean, then she was in Stars Born, which is a tough one to play, you know, and mm-hmm. that was, you know, obviously indicative of her maturity. And she, she didn't get the Oscar, and they were convinced she had it. Yeah. And they gave it to Grace Kelly, who was a pretty woman, but yeah. couldn't act worth Not crap. Not much substance there. No, she wasn't she Even wasn't though she was a triple Scorpio, so who knows why. Um, anyway, so... I keep kept thinking about what the, that Uranus on the midheaven actually means. Did you come up with some ideas besides? Well, the fact that it does rule television, it rules film, right. that's quite a bit in yep. itself. And it's Pisces, too, so it would be yeah. something visual. Okay. The imagination was off the hook with her. Yep, I agree. It's, she was it, great at just turning around. Oh, she was and the quickest way. she became, you know, she was just... Judy Garland on stage. Yeah, she was. The rest of it was totally different. Yeah. I think also it may have been how she represented herself. She was as authentic as you could get on stage. Mm -hmm. She wasn't anybody else but herself, you know, and um, that just makes sense to me. Okay. 
So let's see. And now she's got a few planets here that are stationary, which we were coming to up to here. Mercury was went, I believe, stationary. Oh, I think it went stationary direct. Um, yes, because this is retrograde. Um, stationary direct four days after she was born. Now, normally we wouldn't give that much of a wide berth because Mercury rules fairly quickly, goes pretty quickly. But um, it it looked like it was only maybe you know a few a, minutes a cuff yeah only yeah. a few minutes difference so i'm kind of thinking okay there is an influence there and her intelligence was pretty great yeah she was smart very very smart and then she has saturn and then she has jupiter down here in the fourth house so that's also stationary too mm -hmm. so i mean that's three planets that's kind of unusual to see that many that are are stationary but nonetheless they definitely need reporting on it. You know, I've kind of discovered this week that a stationary planet is is a, a planet of gravitas. Well, considering her Mercury squares Saturn, yes, that's where she had such a control of that yes, voice because she, she oh, could yeah. take that and run it any way she wanted oh, to. Oh, that could be the quality of her voice, yes. Yeah. It was unusual quality, mm -hmm. you know, and she did something with it, obviously. And, of course, uh, um, Jupiter was also actually there to help out, too, because that's where it is sort of widely squares Jupiter as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that opened all the doors for her, obviously, and it was a big voice. Yep. You know, and that Jupiter there indicates that it was sort very of large. Very creative chart. Very, very creative chart. So, anyway, let's see if there's anything else. Mars is retrograde, I find interesting. I wonder how that, that came out. You know, I wonder how that act got it because it's different to see Mars retrograde, and you kind of go, "Well, I wonder how did that work for well, you?" She did, you know, she did have those explosive moments. Yeah, when she, she did. She did. Had had enough. Yeah. Where they're pushing one pill after another, and just like that, she needs to get away point. from it all, and she always. And exploded. it's also scoring Uranus too. Uh -huh. Yep. That would do it. Yeah, that would really do it. So, wow, it was, she was really incredible, and. um Neptune in the second. How did she make her money? Through her well, singing and her... Trying her moon. And her trining her moon. Yeah. But she's got eight squares in here. <laughs> There's a lot of them. And my feeling is, is that wherever you see a square, there's tension. There's inner tension. And she always seemed like she was in very tense all when the time. That's when you got this square going like that you constantly are being hit one way oh, after yeah. another it's yeah. non-stop yeah so that would always put her right on that edge ready to jump yeah and she always had so much drama in her life too yeah. usually something going on but you know the way she walked and presented herself she was kind of stiff you know and now the movie that was just made of her oh yes saturn and pluto would be going through her seventh opposition oh. to her pluto Okay, yeah. That's uh, interesting. Phoenix coming out of the fire. Yeah, really. <laughs> rising out of the ashes. That's very funny that that's going on when this Did is Did you see that movie? Made. I didn't see it. I didn't either. Oh, so. Um, and I think that who, Renee, I think, is a very good actress. I, oh, yeah. She's I enjoy her. Good. I should go see it. Yeah. It must be something. She'd be almost impossible to imitate because of all this stuff. 
You just see it in her chart. All Unless this... you're Jimmy Bailey. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes, I would agree. And now I know who he is because we had talked about this before we came on the show. But, you know, her her chart, she's, you know, this interesting, says Jupiter, Neptune making a yod to Uranus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was tension in that chart that was dying to be released all the time. But the creativity of all of that is off the hook. Off the hook, off the Big charts. Time. Yeah, I'm, if she had been a Leo rising as well, then yeah. I would think you got the whole picture. <laughs> that would have helped, oh honestly. My God. A little bit later in time, but you the know. Venus put in there is what made her so sweet, and everyone loved her. Oh yeah, she was incredible. She would just nurture everybody that came around her. So it was it was pretty something. So anyway, fun chart, very fun chart, and it's very complex too. Mm-hmm. I found. So anyway, all righty. So we're going to take a break here. When we get back, we're going to welcome Mr. Carl Anderson to the show. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Angela Propes, aromatherapist. And at this point, you're probably sick and tired of hearing about essential oils. Well, I'm not because I love them. Are you confused, overwhelmed, not sure where to start? There's so much information and our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst with Young Living Essential Oils can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. And now CBD is everywhere these days. And if you're looking for a CBD choice that is transparent about its source, how it is processed, and what it will do for you, or you want more information or you want to talk to Angela, give her a call today at 253-278-1599 or visit her website at www.myyl Angela. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to New Pro Supplements, we cover the world of animals. This week, December 29th, it's our last show of the year and our first positive talk with Kevin and Kathy on Animal World, educating, entertaining, and uplifting the Human Animal Show. They'll be here the last Sunday of every month now with great guests, in-depth interviews, and loads of fun. The Jingle Cats and their version of Old Lang Syne 2, Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And now it's time to welcome our guest, Mr. Carl Anderson, who has been an expert at the Bach Flower Remedies for quite a while, haven't you, sir? Yeah, it's been about uh, 21 years. (gasps) Whoa, I had no idea it was that long. Yeah. Wow. I think 20, he knows what 20, he's doing. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Congratulations. He's very good at what he does. Very good, I know. Yep. He's given me some stuff that really has worked. So, okay, so today we're going to shift our hats and put it on the Bach Flower Remedies thing. And we're going to talk a little bit about basically this time of year. And we were talking about this before we came out. This time of year seems to bring out, not the worst, but brings out the depression stuff in us. It you definitely know. can. Yes, the, it can. For one thing, it's just the, the short days. We just passed the yes, right. The winter solstice with the shortest day of the year. So right. the darkness affects a lot of people. Yeah, darkness Seasonal inside and disorder. outside. Plus the holidays themselves. Right. Christmas okay. has a lot of, brings a lot of stress, yeah. a lot of expectations. 
And I lo- still haven't gotten over it. <laughs> and, and next we're going to take and kill him. First we let him be born. Now we're going to kill him. <laughs> what are you talking about? Jesus. <laughs> oh, please. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> next on the agenda. Okay, right. Yes, first we sweet talk him, then we kill him. Okay, good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so you've probably noticed that there is obviously an increase of people that want your remedies at this time of year. I notice I've definitely, yes. There are a lot of people who really need them. A lot of people don't even know about them, though. Yes. But, but I've encountered a lot of people. We've all seen people out there at this time of the year who are really stretched to the limit. Yeah. They may have overextended themselves, you know, buying gifts for, for people, not or just even overextending themselves on their social calendar, going out more and doing, feeling yeah. obligated to do all these events that they don't I just sent, want to do. I yeah. sent the batteries and said, Gift not included. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's one way to deal with it. <laughs> but there are other ways. Leaf, folks. <laughs> that was funny. That's funny. Funny without the batteries. That's oh funny. gosh. But um, so you know, if people have financial stresses or worries, yeah. Yeah. then mimulus yeah. might would mimulus. really help. Okay. Mimulus. Okay. Um, if somebody is, if anybody is feeling really down and depressed, hopeless. Or even suicidal. Mm-hmm. Uh, gorse is the remedy of choice. Gorse is first. G O R S E. Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of people feel grief. What about those that are going through all these? Uh, I feel like everywhere I go, even this morning at breakfast, there are people talking about, oh, they couldn't eat that because their stomach didn't agree with that. They couldn't. They used to be able to eat it, but now they can't, and all that kind of crap. Oh, that's the planets going well, on. Well, that could be a lot of different things. There could be emotional stuff. Again, yeah. with Bach, we don't treat physical conditions directly. So, you know, specific The emotional is tied behind But it. there's, right, but we, we would have to dig a little deeper to find out what's going on there. But um, if some people, a lot of people feel grief around the holidays, especially those who've lost loved ones. And if this is the first holiday afterwards, yeah, then... Right. Um, that grief and mental anguish. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet chestnut would be the remedy. That they I wish I'd had out. some three days yeah, ago. Yeah, well, you still need it, I'm sure. I do. I really do. And oftentimes, right after somebody passes, it's the shock that, that we feel. So Star of Bethlehem, which is in Rescue Remedy. Oh, but, yes, yes. Um, but after that passes, after that shock, then the grief kind of sets in, yeah. and that's when you really need the sweet chestnut. Right. But well, another one is guilt. A lot of people feel guilty around the holidays because they can't they, meet meet all the expectations, yeah. and or they or they just take the, they feel like they should do more. Right. And pine is the remedy for that. Okay. And one more that, um, um, what was that? Again? Oh, so being able to set boundaries. So recognizing that you can't, you know, setting boundaries so that you don't have to say so yes to all the right. invitations and all the obligations. Right. Is centauri. Right. So that can help you keep kind of balance Especially in your life. Especially if you're in a state. And a sometimes Carl could make you a combination of everything that would really fit <laughs> your need. <laughs> you can do time. a lot of remedies at the same time. At any time. How yeah. many yeah. at one time? So you can take a maximum. Oh, we do a soft max at, at seven, but a hard max at eight. Okay. Oh, so okay. you can, uh, normally what I do is I do consultations. Right. People call and or come by and we'll discuss what's going on in their lives. And sometimes we have to do a little digging, scratch the surface to find out what's really going on underneath right. those feelings. And um, then we'll 
select up to up to a hard max of eight remedies, and mm-hmm. we'll put them in one bottle, and then you just take four drops of that bottle four times a day. But um, and I can mail the remedies anywhere in the country. That's that's right. not a problem. I do phone consultation. And the, the cool thing about these remedies is that um, you can pretty much take them when you need them, especially if you're in a kind of a state. Yes, but it is actually best to take them regularly because the, there's a cumulative effect. So some people, I've had people who have taken them only when they thought they needed them. Mm-hmm. So when we customize a blend, it's a, for a snapshot in time. It's a moment in time. And the remedies that we put in, in a normal treatment bottle will last about a month mm-hmm. because we're not putting extra preservative in. Right. If we put extra alcohol or glycerin in, then it would keep almost indefinitely. But um, the idea is that if you take them regularly, even when you when you don't think you need them for over this over that next month, right, they will have a cumulative effect. So right. you'll actually get a much bigger effect than if you just take them now and then two days yeah, from now take another dose. Okay. You know when you think you need it, but that that certainly helps. But you won't get the full effect until right. you actually take them on a you know what four times a day basically. Right. Right. Over over a couple weeks, two to three weeks, then you'll start to see the the results really accumulate. Yeah, it's really amazing how well it works. I mean, I just I have to say this real quick. I know Doug doesn't want me to say it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I, I lost my puppy dog three days ago that I lived with for two and a half years, and you know, well, you know, it's I was very close to both of the dogs. The first one died last year, and this the last one died on Christmas Eve. <laughs> And um, it was, it was hard. Oh yeah. Because you know we really um, attach ourselves to our pets pretty deeply, even though they weren't mine. I they were always spent all their time up with me upstairs with me on the bed. Mm-hmm. They you know, chose they were you. Always there. Yeah, they so, did. So they did show they, you. They were yours in a way because they, <laughs> they chose were. you. They <laughs> were. They they call oh, me their second mom. I think that I do think that dogs pick their. People. It's yeah. not the other way around. Yeah. You don't pick your pet. The pet picks you. Yeah, yeah right. all animals do right. kind of, they they know who they bond with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did. And they were always lying on me or around me or, you know, one night I had them for two nights sleeping with me and it was so amazingly wonderful. I slept better those two nights. But you're nights. selective with which dogs you sleep with, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, they chose them. her. <laughs> it was both of them. We love both of them. Yeah, oh, that's they're, they're, sorry to hear that that they're happened. They were husband and wife, actually. And they had uh, Lola had a litter by, by Stu. Mm. Stu and Lola were their names. Mm. And um, he was the last one to pass away. And um, he's the one that I miss the most because he and I were pretty well bonded. But um, I remember the day that I left, I had all my stuff and I had moved and I had all my stuff out of the room and he was the only one up there with me mm. sitting next to me and then he would crawl up on my lap and then he'd reach out and lick my face. Mm. You know, it was just, he was a wonderful puppy. He really mm. was. He was really like a child to me and um, I just loved him. And when he died, I was sitting... I, I won't tell you where I was sitting because it's weird. Uh, we don't want to hear. <laughs> you don't want to hear it. But I was sitting there meditating to Stu, and I said, Stu, it's okay if you go. It's really okay. And and I was kind of sending him good luck and on his way, and I found out later that's when he died. Mm-hmm. At the time that yeah. I did that. They gave him the permission. 
Well, animals do do hold on sometimes for their owners, and yeah, um, they they pick up on our on what we're feeling, and yep. they they're connected. Well, you're one of few people that does Bach that is actually registered doing work with animals. Yes, I'm yep, one of that's great. Yeah, one of nine animal practitioners, registered animal practitioners in North that's America. Fabulous. Yeah. That's not very many people considering no. how many are in America. Yep. No. And how many pets people have. Yep. Yeah. Pets are. Carl's your man. Yep. <laughs> pets are more valued now than they used to be. Well, uh, according to the cemeteries they've set up, it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and the commercials that are for pets. Yeah. And setting up organizations, taking care of pets, especially pets that need to be adopted out that are orphaned. I mean, it's amazing how we've become more pet aware in the last five years. Yeah. You know, you know I've been orphaned grief. now for six years and haven't been taken off the list yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I let everyone know that I'm up for adoption if you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to find you the right owner. <laughs> have you been house trained? <laughs> yes. Have you been house trained? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, so... And I realized that I grieve more for pets lost than I did for my parents. I hate to say that, but it's true because well, I was with them every day. Well, yeah. something that was inter- I found real interesting is that Carl has cats, and one cat all of a sudden was striking out at the other cats. Oh. He put that on the program on a regular basis. That cat just calmed right down. Oh, wow. Yeah. What did you put him on? It was a combination of things that he needed, though. But, oh, okay. yeah. So they, what they, was he going through? You know? Oh well, originally it it first started out. He actually had a a medical issue. Oh, so, okay. So that's one thing when when dealing with animals, we always want to rule out an animal uh, a physical condition first. Right. So yeah, because and it's going to treat the emotions. He ended up having some liver problems. You know, oh. his, his liver values were really high. Okay. So I put him on some things that brought that right back into oh, into that's, balance. That's but, but also treated him with Bach. But it, it's great. So I've also worked with um, a wonderful. Uh, animal communicator Karen Cleveland has been amazing, mm-hmm. and um, she—it's uh, funny because I took him to the vet many times, and he actually started getting just going nuts in the car, yeah. and he had never been that way before. Really? So I'd speed up. My my vet is about fifteen miles away down in Renton. Yeah. So I'd speed up on the freeway to to get there faster, and right. you know, I figured it was also smoother. So we did a consultation with her to find out what was going on with him. And it's really quite amazing. So there are many pieces to the puzzles here. Right. right? And and uh, so the animal communication aspect can be really wonderful, too, because yeah, I'm not right. a communicator. Because it gives you a point of view you hadn't yeah, thought of before. Yeah. And this was something that I never would have thought of. I don't know if you, so you guys had a guess. So what So why was he freaking out? She said, he hates it when you drive fast. Oh. He gets motion sickness. Oh. So what's funny, so after that, and with that information, armed with that information, the next time I went to the vet, I just programmed Google Maps for bicycle route, right? Right. And I took the back roads and went down Rainier Avenue and all the way. And he was fine, right? Oh, not just fine. He was like as happy as a lark, purring the whole time. Oh, you know, sweet. I had him in his car- carrier, but it wasn't zipped shut so that I could yeah. pet him. And he'd, he'd just come, come out and like head bump me, purring the entire time. Oh, yeah, he knew so you got it. The, 
there's there are a lot of things that you have to can take into consideration. And before that, he thought he was an ambulance driver, and he thought, I'm not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I thought yeah. I was doing the right thing, but... Yeah. Yes. Where's your siren? You haven't turned it on yet. Yeah, oh, I can just funny. hear it now. The cops come up behind him. You listen, I'm being an ambulance driver for this cat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we got to take a break really quick here. When we get back, we'll have more with our guest, Mr. Carl Anderson. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt writes books that centers around common person in everyday life, people like you and me. His writings emphasize each that each and every one of us was blessed with a unique, one-of-a-kind winning hand that will be eventually called upon to serve the world we live in. Matt will write stories and conduct radio interviews for the rest of his life as a way to encourage and inspire others. At present, one of Matt's books, the Meadowdale Community Project has been receiving a lot of attention lately and can be found on Amazon or his website. Feel free to look at Matt's website where you can find all of his books and many free stories that are there for your liking at www.mattsheabooks.com. You can also write him at his personal email address at workinmatt7, that's W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7, at AOL.com. Or you can call him at 206-915-1881. Matt would love to hear from you and promises to answer any or all that contact him. So don't forget, contact him at www.mattsheabooks.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed numerologist Michael John Fierro to talk about the significance of the new year and the new decade. On Saturday, Corey Cooper, world-renowned expert on all things Elvis, talks about the king of rock and roll and his amazing legacy. Great guests bringing fascinating talks since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. With me is Mr. Doug Johnston, my co-host. Oh, it's a good time to be here. (laughs) Thank you very much. It is. And then also our guest, Mr. Carl Anderson, who's a Bach flower flower remedy specialist specialized yes i did i did a course in bach flowers about 15 20 years ago and it was really interesting they those flowers have already gone by by (laughs) they're new ones now Actually, no, not. <laughs> you need no. a new class. No, the no. same remedy since 1929. That's or so. right. Yeah, and Dr. Bach really kind of cemented his. And there are no more that are needed. That's a complete system that can cover every emotional state. But those flowers okay. have died off a long <laughs> time ago, and now it's a new set. Well, it's a probably, yeah, a new set of. Yeah, that's probably true, <laughs> but they got their use out of new them. New batch. Yes. So, okay, so. Let's talk a little bit about how Bach flowers actually are made and how they're used. Okay. Because um, many people don't know what the heck we're talking about. So they are very different from essential oils. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not aromatherapy. Right. They are not herbs. They're not herbal. There are no chemical constituents in the flower remedies. Mm-hmm. They're 
closer to homeopathy yeah. in that they are just the energetic footprint of the substance. So in this case, in this case, flowers. Okay. Um, whereas homeopathy could be arsenic or belladonna or minerals like uh, what is it, silica or whatever. And with homeopathy, it's just the energetic footprint. If you did a mass spectroscopy of the the remedy, you would not find any of the original substance, whether it's belladonna or arsenic. That's why you could take things that theoretically are poisonous like those. Right. And they're harmless. Right. And likewise with the flowers, there's nothing of the flowers remaining except for the energy. So they, the energy. they're made. Um, what's that? It's like an essence. Like the, the, essence exactly. The energetic yes. essence of the flower. That's why right. they're, they're, the term, the two, there are two terms for flowers, uh, for, for flower remedies that are interchangeable, flower essences, flower remedies. Mm-hmm. They, Dr. Bach called them remedies, and in, I think it was probably in the 70s, the United States didn't allow us, them to use the term remedy because it implied a cure, right. and they hadn't been approved by the FDA right. the, you know, to Thank make medical claims. So they, they started calling them essences in the United States, mm-hmm. and, and they've changed that again, and they've now they can be called remedies. Mm-hmm. So we've gone back. The labeling instrument has changed, and that varies by country. So the box center has takes care of all of those legalities and has to mark them differently. And Japan does not allow any alcohol to be in the remedies. Mm-hmm. So they for the Japanese market, they're only preserved in glycerin. Okay. So. Um, uh, you know, th- they wouldn't be allowed to, to sell them in normal stores otherwise. So at any rate, there are all these, you know, legal constraints that, that the, the box center t- keeps track of and changes the, the labeling for each country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But flower essences and flower remedies are the same thing. Dr. Bach created the first ones ever made and developed this whole system that covers their 38 remedies plus rescue remedies. So 39 different remedies. And they cover the gamut of all human and animal emotions. Right. But um, there are now probably hundreds of different knockoffs. Mm-hmm. There are probably 100 companies within Britain alone who make what they call the original Bach flower remedies. Mm-hmm. And they can be sold as the original Bach flower remedies, even though they're made by different companies, because uh-huh. they're, they were so widespread in, in England, that they, in the UK, that they couldn't, couldn't trademark the, term, the name Bach or flower remedies. So um, the only thing that's trademarked is Dr. Bach's signature. Okay. So when, if you look at a bottle, Flower Essence Services in the United States um, sells what they call the European flower remedies. Those are the Bach flower remedies. Oh, okay. In other words, it's the same flowers, Agrimony, Aspen, Beach, Centauris, Serato, et cetera. Mm-hmm. All 38 plus what they call a crisis formula, which was rescue remedy. So there basically um, wasn't any copyright on this, right? There, no, no. And the, okay. only tra- the only thing they could trademark was Dr. Bach's signature. So, oh, okay. So that's the only thing that distinguishes the ones that are made by the Bach Center. Okay. But theoretically, all of them should work the same. But I know that Nelson's, which is the oldest pharma, uh, homeopathic pharmacy in all of Europe, um, Nelson's does the bottling and the controls for the Bach flower remedies, mm-hmm. and they're all batch controlled and they're they're made per the highest standards of uh, you know pharmaceutical standards. Okay. Which which war was it where they used Bach's? The the in World War One, Doctor Bach okay. was a, actually a, a allopathic doctor, a medical doctor, and he was a very prominent physician and researcher. He was a bacteriologist. And immunologist, he went on to Cambridge for a, um, a degree in public health, 
which was something that was really on a much bigger scale to like like the idea of controlling you know uh, epidemics and this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was extremely well educated and went way beyond. And he had a degree in surgery as well. Wow! But he did some of the earliest um, um, research on gut bacteria in the in the human oh, gut. Okay. And in the early 1900s, he was he was studying the the microbiome of the human gut, and he fa- felt that that was the key to health. Mm-hmm. And that disease started in the gut, and oh. he d- identified seven different—not str- uh, st- individual strains, but groupings of bacteria. So there are multiple strains in each grouping. Mm-hmm. But um, he developed allopathic vaccinations for them, which were some of the first vaccinations made. And in World War One, he was given authority to inoculate thousands of troops in wow. Britain, and he's credited he's with saving thousands of lives. Yeah, he he was. He was extremely prominent. Extremely yeah. prominent. And um, when he actually, he, but then he, he converted those into homeopathic nozodes because he felt that they were... Um, homeopathic what? Nozodes, no-zodes. which was the equivalent of a vaccination to, to, oh. to inoculate you against something. Okay. But, um, but they were homeopathic and they did not have to be injected. They could be taken orally. Okay. And then, so the, those seven vaccinations became seven homeopathic nozodes that are still in the pharmacopoeia mm-hmm. and uh, homeopathic pharmacopoeia. And um, later on, he decided that he wanted to replicate those, but using something that was not using bacteria or, you know, something the cause of disease for the cure. Mm -hmm. So he searched in the plant kingdom, and he basically came up with the the flower remedies. Mm -hmm. And he came up with, so each one of these, as it turns out, they're they're all listed in seven different groups. They correspond to those seven groups of um, strains of, you know, groupings of bacteria and the seven nozodes and the seven um, vaccinations. I think he was incredibly psychic. He was it was amazing. He was really way ahead of his time because it wasn't very until very recently that doctors time. started paying attention to the microbiome. Yeah. But um very interesting that these you actually the gut to follow. Yeah. Because that's super important. Well and you know now doctors understand that there are more not uh, lymph nodes. We 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 think of lymph nodes as being in our neck. Yeah. And in our under armpits, yeah. there are far over. more in the gut. They're all throughout the gut. That's mm-hmm. where the center of the immune system is, okay. is in the gut. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the old adage that you are what we, you, we are what we eat is largely true. You know, it, yeah. it is, you know, it is the center of our, our being. But um, so I, these, all the remedies do fall within seven categories. Mm-hmm. And they do actually basically change your gut. Mm-hmm. flora as well wow but uh they're really they're, they're profound they yeah. um and these categories are of different emotional states mm-hmm. and dr bach by the end of his life recognized that he could by questioning people and just even by observing he was very he was very in tuned into to people and their emotions Obviously. and, and yeah. he could t- kind of tell what which remedies he thought they'd need. Mm-hmm. And, but of course, he always followed up with questioning and to confirm. Mm-hmm. And he recognized that people within, um, who need, within one category or who needed a certain remedy, they wouldn't necessarily get this, fall prey to the same diseases, mm-hmm. but they would react in the same way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's really, uh, so within a bot consultation, what we do is we question, we do a lot of interrogating. It's almost like a, like a therapy session 
But the idea is really to find out what you're feeling and where it's coming from, because certain emotions like anger, for instance, mm-hmm. it isn't just one thing. It comes from many different places. Right. So you have to understand where, what's the source of the anger. Is it resentment? Is it, you know, some people get angry because they lack confidence in themselves and, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they might be not be very good at something. And they get That's my they get ticked and off. Different right. Sorts of anger. It right. Generate so, from different places. So you, it can come from different places. And once you know where it's coming from, then you can select the right remedy um, to, to address it. But at any rate, they, yeah. So they, again, they bring the energetic imbalance back to center. They can't overcorrect either. Mm-hmm. So you can never take too much. And if you took a remedy you didn't need, it would do nothing. Because right. you're already it centered. Would do nothing. Yeah. And you asked how they're made. They're basically made in two ways. They, the energy is transferred almost like making sun tea in the first method, right. which is um, they float the flower heads in a, in a bowl of spring water in the sun. Mm-hmm. And allow the sunlight, the, the natural sunlight, right. to transfer the energy into the water. Then it's filtered, and then it's mixed with alcohol as a preservative, and then the bottling process takes place. But um, and they only use two drops of that mother tincture mm. uh, in each bottle, uh, thirty milliliters of, of That's right. wow. normally alcohol. That's I do have yeah. I do have glycerin-based remedies for people who. You cannot have any alcohol. Yeah, that, yeah, recovering and alcohol. One of the few people that actually meant to be, made the trip over there, so he could yeah go hands on right into the place. Yeah, it's really cool. The box center is really neat. Oh, you did? You went over yes, there? Yes, I've been to the box center. Oh, cool. Because he had to take his class for animal. The animal work. I had oh. to study in whales. Yeah, so that was yeah. kind of cool. Those are Welsh people, you know. They're very interesting people. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Bach, actually, even though he grew up in England, he was Welsh descent. Oh, and, interesting. And the name we think of it as being German, but B A C H is also a Welsh name. And oh, okay. They, we believe they actually mostly say batch mm-hmm. or beach even, yeah. but um, over here mo- almost everyone says Bach yeah. because. We're you know, we're just right. familiar well, with Johann Sebastian. About Johann so. Sebastian, yeah. right. Exactly. We say a lot of names wrong, though. Yeah. <laughs> we well, the, the British do, too. I mean, the yeah. British bastardize a lot of <laughs> a lot of foreign names. Because, so. <laughs> um, my daughter's name is Asha, and she gets called Asia all oh, the time. Oh, well, you know. Asia or Asia? Asia. 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 Mm-hmm. Interesting. They always want to put that A as a hard A. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... But well, we, I had my ex last name was H A T T E, and I was always called Hate. <laughs> <laughs> it was Hat or Hattie, you know. So it was, mm-hmm. I was weird. Yeah, I know that woman on TV that her name is Bucket, but they don't call her that. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's bouquet, please. It's bouquet. <laughs> Keeping up appearances. Great show. A wonderful show. In fact, now anybody who knows that show, I use that. I use those two characters, Hyacinth and Richard Bouquet, or Bucket, <laughs> uh, as examples in my classes oh, of do? some of the remedies. Yeah, so Hyacinth is really, you know, she's tr- trying to keep up appearances and put, put on, project oh, an yeah, image and everything. Just like the title and of the show. She's always correcting Richard and, you know, criticizing and correcting and constantly, and right? Her name is the name of a flower. Right, right. Yeah. Well, all her sisters are as well. They're oh, all flowers. Yeah. Rose and Daisy. Oh, Daisy. Okay. Oh, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> They're hysterical. <coughs> but Hyacinth is a classic um, chicory. Okay. Which is, which is like helicopter moms, just constantly hovering and correcting, yeah. criticizing, and um, nothing's ever good enough, helicopter right? Helicopter moms, so that's good. That's, that is a, a that's classic... Funny. 
chicory. Okay. And Richard, who is the classic human doormat, he just puts up with it. He kind of rolls his eyes, but he yeah. lets you get away with everything. Yeah. And he is a classic centaur. He can't set oh. boundaries. Okay. That makes total sense. He needs some of that <laughs> stuff, folks. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to take another break right away here. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Uh, hi there. This is a live read for Ms. Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near retirement largely because Medicare doesn't cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we'll need affordable, a supplemental coverage that takes care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help get the best coverage for you. And with her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she'll probably save you money. So to schedule an appointment or RSVP for one of her workshops, call Susan at 253-318-318. 9379 or email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm going to do hyacinth right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that show, and it's on Saturday nights, too. Anyway. Oh, um, it's still on TV? It's on, um, it's PBS, on, it's on PBS on Channel oh. 12 um, yeah, from, from Tacoma. Keeping up appearances. Keeping up appearances. Yeah, and also <laughs> as time goes by, that's on, on just afterwards. Good shows all. Anyway. <laughs> So that's very funny. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you. Yeah, and, you know, Patricia Rutledge. Patricia Rutledge, very yeah, good, yes. yeah. Who plays Hyacinth. She's great. She is just a super actress. She was yeah. in a um in her. a British production of uh, what was it, Sense and Sensibility. Oh. And that was done in nineteen seventy one and it was like six, seven um episodes long. She was just Unbelievable in that. Yeah. She was so good. It wasn't She's that long great. ago that she actually got damed. Yes, oh, that's really? right. Yes. I did not know and that. That's right. She, you know, when she, when it all happened, she go, I never have thought that this would ever happen. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. That's great. Great sense of humor. Oh, I know. Well, guess what sign she was? I Probably a Pisces. Close. Aquarius. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yep. Yeah, um, and she's very Aquarian in her kind of very strange stuff comes out of her mouth. <laughs> I'd say so. Because yeah, you know, and it's <laughs> kind of weird anyway. But then I've heard that with Pisces, too. You know, oh, they, well. They say some of the strangest things. I we do, do not. Yes. I don't. <laughs> I don't. There's two here and a Gemini, I, so there's actually six of us here. I Nine of us. <laughs> oh, boy. Two, three, four, six of us. I, I believe it's all imagination. Yes, <laughs> probably <laughs> is. Oh, anyway, so, um, okay. What's this class you've got? Uh, well, I teach the Bach flower. Um, the, there are three levels of training. I teach the level one for people, and I also teach a level one for people and pets. And I think I will be offering a level one people and pets in February. I haven't set the date yet. I'm waiting for a couple people to tell me when they're available. They've been wanting to take the class. And as soon as they do, I will set the date and put it on my website. And if anyone's interested, you can go to my website, www.carlanderson, that's Carl with a C and Anderson, S-O-N, 
BFRP as in Bravo, Foxtrot, Romeo, Papa. Well, that's not really what it stands for, though. No, it stands for Bach Foundation Registered Practitioner. Okay. But those are the actual NATO (laughs) (laughs) alphabet (laughs) for for those who, (laughs) proper way to say BFRP. Right, BFRP. Um, So www.carlandersonbfrp.com. Right. And there's a a tab for classes and appearances. That's right. Um, So I will list it there. But um, so I, I teach the level one and level one pets at the moment. And I also teach a Bach Basics, which is a one day course. The other two are two day classes and it'll be a Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. um, one weekend to be to, to be determined. It's interesting that you're now offering or this is how long is this for the pets thing? How long has that been going on? It's I, they've offered it for, I think, about four or five years. OK. Yeah. And I've been teaching it for, I think, a year and a half. Yeah. Um, I'm the only person who's teaching it who is an animal practitioner, BFRAP. Okay. Bach Foundation Registered Animal Practitioner. That's so awesome. none of the other teachers are animal practitioners. Now, those have to be interesting consultations. They're, they are interesting. So you they have to meet the pet, right? Ideally, I want to meet them, yes, in person. If I mean, I can do some, you know, video conference things you know okay. through like you know if somebody has an ipad or an iphone we can observe the animal distance but I, I do want to observe the animal and we also want to make sure that they have been at least seen by mm-hmm. a vet for whatever condition to make sure that you rule out any right. pat- particular medical condition medical. like yeah. i said even in my case you know a twitch in their splatter <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really vulgar that's gross <laughs> Well, you know, know. a twitch in its squatter, you said? When horses do their thing where they're constantly shaking their head at you, you wonder what the heck they're talking about. Yeah. Oh, well, if they're weaving, you know, especially like, you know, like weaving. Yeah. yeah, That's that's a form of what they call um, um, stereotypies. So stereotypies are behavior. That's like a twitch with your twatter. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) It's like, you know, weaving or it's the equivalent to to human beings sitting in the corner rocking back and forth. It's you know when they're they're bored or or an animal who's pacing in its cage. Okay. It's um it's sort of a nervous reaction, a nervous reaction out of boredom and being penned and yeah probably a little depressed as well. Okay. So yeah, it it is something that you know ideally horses you should not be confined. You see those things though when you get to go out there and see them live. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Interesting. So um, do you ever do it for cows? Here. I have not worked with cows, but um, I've asked. I asked I Doug could originally. Set you up. <laughs> I asked you originally years ago. I asked you because I was hoping to do a um, use one of your cows as a as a case study. But you said your cows were all just Wisconsin. So, were they there in Wisconsin? You said they were all really well, um, just just perfectly good natured. They're <laughs> so, very you know they're well like edu- their owner. They're very well educated, <laughs> well balanced. So. But I, I have worked with donkeys, horses. Um, I definitely could work with cows. If we and he sure. definitely does cats. We I know that. Yeah. Work with cats and dogs. And absolutely. dogs. Yep. Yeah. And horses, like I say. Yeah. Well, and cool. we studied rabbits. We studied all kinds of other animals as well. But, that's um, awesome. So the, the, the principle is they could be applied to any. I'd love to work with orcas at some point because they really need it. Oh, right. The orcas in captivity. Yes, but they do. Kind of. They're being oh, I would think all of these poor animals any do. Any animal captivity like that, but the elephants yeah. and orcas, yeah, really yeah. suffer. Yeah. I mean, that, that because the animals naturally are not in that state, 
to be in captivity right. is going to feel really restrictive for them. Absolutely, obviously. and depressed. And that makes like yes, a bird and Ideally, we'd want to change their captivity, change their, 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 the way they're being kept. Yes, exactly. But we could still alter their, you know, uh, we could help them, their emotional state, even being in captivity. Right. That even if we adjust I mean, a little bit better to it. The idea is you want to do both. Okay. But we obviously to change the system, it's going to take a lot more work. Okay. That's good. Okay. Well, Carl, thank you very much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It it's was a pleasure awesome. being here. It's always interesting when you're here. Always, always learn, learn so something much. new. <laughs> always do. And we already know how to get a hold of him. That is at, I've got the address here somewhere, carlandersonbfrp.com is how you get a hold of him. Yeah, www or, um, yeah, Carl Anderson, Carl Anderson BFRP, BFRP at gmail.com if you want to email. For or to telephone, it's 415-420-7800. Okay, we got it. Thank you very Thank much. You. All right. Okay, now we've got some last-minute stuff here. These are the upcoming announcements. And we have the After Dark readings at Burr's. That's going to happen. We're going to be starting up again on January 8th. Okay, um, that's 6151 Silicon Boulevard in Lakewood, Washington. 6.30 to 8.30 every Wednesday evening. $20 for 10 minutes. $40 for 20 minutes. Starts again in January 8th. So... And then we have the new After Dark situation. That's at the Pizza Casa Restaurant. That's Monday nights at 4 to 7 p.m. From uh, It is uh, 12924 Pacific Highway, Southwest Lakewood, Washington. And it's $20 again, 20 for 10 minutes, 40 for 20 minutes. And so if you are also show up there and you've heard the Jupiter Rising show, you get a free book by Mr. Matt Shea. And it starts again on January 6th. He will likely be there with me. So if you want to come and meet him, that would be awesome. Okay. So also, I do a horoscope column every week on the website of KKNW, 1150kknw.com. Every week it's updated on Mondays and I do a weekly horoscope and it's it's going to be interesting this month, folks. I can tell you that. So I've been looking at all the planetary actions. It's just crazy stuff. So anyway, um, we're going to be talking, by the way, let me just say really quick that we, oh, first I want to get you where we get a hold of you, my darling. Uh, the best way is always just call or text 206-769-4924. Okay, great. And you can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com or JupiterRisingShow.com. That is the show page. Now, next week, I was just going to say, I interrupted myself. Next week on J- January 4th, Doug won't be here. He'll be auditioning. But I will be here with a very special guest named Ray Grassy. He's done some extensive work on the planetary placements that are coming up this month and how interesting it's going to be for almost all of us to go through. So that's going to be this next Saturday. And then following Saturday on January 11th, we'll have Angela Probst, and she does the essential oil. So we literally have you back-to-back here. So it's cool. Anyway, so... I just want to say thank you to everybody today for being here. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Doug. And we lost our son. Yeah, oh, it's gone again. Ah, well, it'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to say goodbye for now, and we'll see you all next week on the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.